Day 93 under the dome. With necessities growing dangerously low, who knows what spark will set off this powder keg. I can't take another minute in this dome! Welcome to Dome with Banfomania, the number one greatest freestyle rap comedy podcast worldwide. If the beat drops while we're rapping about it, you got to talk about it. This week, it is Thanksgiving morning. Yep, and, and uh, I'm uh, I'm your your co-host Alex, and you are I'm Dave, and cool. we we get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> I I talk uh, new uh, go listen to Shower Forever Two on all streaming platforms by Salt and Satire. Now um, let's get into the app. At one point, I said that I had to go home and pet my brown cat, and it sounded like an innuendo about jerking off. Like, one of the lines I was rhyming. That's also just such a weird, I like, to describe the color of your cat in conjunction with talking about petting it. Just no one would ever do that. Right. Unless they were, like, trying to fit in some kind of weird rhyme. What was the line before that? I don't remember. Like, you, something about being down pat or... Or uh, a crown, a crowned rat. It was something. I'm feeling like a crowned rat. It, about to go home, pet my brown cat. It wasn't a double rhyme, though. I think I only rhymed cat. Okay, then. So and there so was no, no reason to. I, be- there might have been no reason for brown. I mean, I remember earlier on when we were making music, I would write and say things, and you'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'd be like, "Come on, man, it's good." And then I think I was just like more esl earlier on like so i you, think my blaming it on the esl no come you, on you gotta understand i've been blaming it on esl as a joke this whole time no now dude. you're like seriously doing it no it, it i was certainly more esl fucking eight years ago when we started you know what i'm saying like I hate it when you don't accept don't, don't the ESL excuse. No, because I started this excuse, and you you're piggybacking off of it. No, I'm and a, it was a joke when I, I started. It's it. not a joke. Literally, I didn't live in America, and then when I was I went to boarding school, I tried to take German, and after my first week in German class, the professor was like, "You need to go to this other class," and I went there, and they were like, "Welcome to ESL," and it was literally the German person being like, "You can't start another language yet." Because you haven't mastered English. Well, that guy was an asshole. <laughs> that's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then two years later, I went to college and we met. Like, I didn't... And you spoke perfect English. Right. So my perfect accent created the illusion of me being a native English speaker. Which I am not. I don't know, man. You you also like. I hate you. you I, I hate you. Every for time not I accepting this. Every time I would make the joke too about ah, it's fine. He's ESL. You would be. You wouldn't like it. You would be like, right, come on, I, man. Because it was true, and I was insecure <laughs> and less self-aware as a younger I, man. I took it as a pushback that you're like, no, dude, I speak good English. Right. Because I was insecure that my English sucked. I, I would just write lyrics and be like, oh, yeah, this is sick. And then you'd be like, I don't, what does this mean? And I'd be like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> this sounds cool. Uh, it was, I just didn't realize. It's literally a, a fact. There comes a point in a man's life mm. where he looks back and thinks, man, I was not nice with it when I was trying to spit it. And maybe it's because I was a foreign bitch. 
Turns out I have been periodically picking at his insecurities on the daily every single day i great break him down you will not believe i will go back to my apartment and weep just because whenever i'd hear my dude speak about my insecurities it really got to me let me say right now dave i'm so sorry i'm so sorry that i said that shit to you tomorrow it's okay. or yesterday i didn't mean to say that okay. your english was just kind of okay i didn't mean to say you couldn't speak words good cool, i didn't mean to say that you were from the hood okay. i didn't mean to say that your lips were pretty bad <laughs> i didn't mean to say that you were ugly like your dad that fool does look pretty fucked up i'm not gonna lie i hate that i hate when people say not gonna lie That's, oh really it fucking pisses me off i mean and i do it that's how uh the word literally used to be for me i remember uh the first time someone pointed out have you noticed that everyone just says literally all the time and then it was like what the fuck everyone is saying literally constantly there's a how i met your mother episode about With it the, the glass shatter thing where they point out a thing about a person oh, and the glass shatter. Well, there's that episode but then there's also a literally episode Damn, dude, How I Met Your Mother really fucking nailed every aspect of life. And I think it's just our generation specifically had uh, the, the perfect timing with that show. Even though I didn't appreciate the way they portrayed New York as this fun, like, chill-ass place to go get drinks. Like, I feel like they're constantly at that bar. They would have been constantly looking for parking. It's just funny how they are all, like incredibly successful people yeah one's a lawyer he becomes a judge <laughs> yeah at the, end of the, <laughs> the other guy's like a hot shot architect designing <laughs> skyscrapers and then uh i forgot what the women were how unrelatable is that no uh uh robin is a news anchor she's a fucking celebrity on tv That's and crazy. Shit. she used to be a teen idol apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, uh fucking barney is like some like stockbroker or some shit. Or he's, or, it's something that they keep discreet. Like manage, nobody, nobody like, really knows what he does. He's like a sales yeah. manager, director, or something. What the hell, dude? I watched. That's, that's the most unrealistic part because they all act like normal ass dudes. So I mean, you know, it's a written sitcom. But I then, wouldn't. Then all of a sudden, they're like fucking. They're they're doing like millionaire jobs. Yeah, I wouldn't watch eight seasons. Of a sitcom at this point in my life. No, no, that was definitely because you were in college and it was like, hey, let's all watch How I Met Your Mother. I, like, that was the kind of. The I thing. literally watch. I, I said literally. Mm hmm. I watch. I'd like it when it's used correctly, which I technically used it correctly, but it was redundant just now. See, I wouldn't have known this eight years ago. Eight years ago, I'd have been like, come on, man. Yeah, you wouldn't have known what the word redundant was. <laughs> You would have been like, it would have been like I said the thing again twice, Alex. Yeah, man. Isn't that bad? And I'm like, David, it's fine. You're cute. You know what? I'm thankful for our our growth, man, <laughs> because I could not handle this. You should have heard David five years ago. He was like, he was speaking in clicks and whistles at me, bro. I couldn't understand half the shit he was saying. And the only reason I'm better at speaking is because I practice a lot, meaning I I won't stop talking. <laughs> uh. I swear we were just talking about something. Oh, good. yeah, yeah. I will only watch um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia at night to wind down. Oh, but also, I don't even think that show counts because each season is like 10 episodes. How am I your mother? I swear they were on some like 20 episode seasons or some shit, weren't they? That's crazy. I, I could have sworn that that was like the, the style back in the day. And also the, the whole like, I want to find out who the mother is at the end bullshit. 
That um, was never a priority for me watching that I, show. But I feel like for a lot of people, it was like you're this underlying, okay, is the mother Robin? Is it somebody else? And then they sort of give you pieces along the way. Well, there would only be like each season had maybe like a five episode arc where they briefly talked about maybe they're going to meet the mother this time and they yeah. never do. So it was just kind of like, all right, well, I don't think the show is about how I met your mother. It's about this other shit. I also remember thinking that the daughter was super hot in the opening credits or whatever. She's also in the movie Kick-Ass. She plays the... Uh, oh. Jane Levy is her name, and she is... Mm, she's an evil dead. Yeah, dude, Jane Levy, she can get it, bro. And I mean that respectfully. Yeah. I like her style. Oh. <laughs> I, I say that... I, I Like, yesterday I witnessed uh, some crazy misogynistic shit online. Oh. Um, and it was one of those where, you know, usually I can just sort of sit back and be like, ah, too bad for her. And then, you know, maybe lightly chuckle a little bit. But this was, like, kind of dark. It was this comedian chick. All right. Yo. Uh. Misogyny. Yo. Yo. Please start massaging me, bro. I want you to get the knots out my back. I want you to get in deep. And that's a fact. Uh. Uh. Yeah. It's intrinsic. How some people can be misogynistic. And when I see it online, I go ballistic. And I'm like, yo, please be nice to this bitch. Yo, can't believe this shit. She can't don't deserve believe. it. You over here talking on some nerd over shit. Here. Why don't you go leave your mom's basement? I don't give a fuck. This is a disgrace, bitch. Uh, get out the basement. You better find a new living arrangement. Yup, yo, your life is heinous. And the way you talk to women is disgusting, bitch. Yeah, I don't understand you. I don't. Who, were you raised by a man uh, who didn't respect his mams or his grams or anything I can understand? Yeah. I respect all the women in my life. <laughs> this is going to sound uh, like virtue signally, but it was kind of uh, baffling that, I, that uh, I saw this. It was this comedian lady uh, doing an open mic that's like, I guess has an internet presence it's it's not like an open mic for anyone i'm pretty sure she has to have like a whatever a following or whatever uh and she's doing these jokes in kind of like a quirky loud style thing and the jokes are whatever i didn't think that they were necessarily good i didn't think they were bad either they just and weren't hitting she was getting laughs in the room and the jokes like i said they weren't bad i imagine if i was in the room i might have chuckled at them uh and someone posted the set on Twitter with the caption, try and make it to through the end of this video. And then it just sort of exploded from there. Uh, you should just, I don't know if we could pull, I don't really want to pull it up to be honest. Okay. But the, okay. So I'll just tell the jokes. The jokes weren't even that bad. Uh, the first one was like, uh, people think I'm confident, but really I'm just loud. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. That's okay. And then the other one, uh, when it comes to believing in myself, I'm an atheist. And I was like, that's not bad either. And I think people were upset at like her delivery because she was like kind of quirky with it or something. She had to like it blew up people just shitting on her, shitting oh. on the comedy. Yeah. And then 50 percent of the comments were people shitting on her comedy. 50 percent of the comments were like, yeah, I'd still fucking spread her pussy open and <laughs> fuck the shit out of her ass. And and I'm just like, good Lord, what the fuck is this? Like. Yeah. It was disgusting, and, and the, 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 her comedy was not, it was very innocent, you know what I mean? So that added to the juxtaposition of just the shitty, the shitstorm that she was getting online. People just talking about just 
all the nasty stuff they would do to this comedian who just wanted to do a, a tight five, sure. uh, do her quirky little material and get off and maybe gain a few more followers yeah. for her TikTok. Didn't like this is the type of of reaction you get when you say something horrendously like racist or misogynistic in in your set and then people are like we need to cancel this comedian and then they get fucking canceled off the internet. This chick Literally just doing... Getting shamed for trying? Innocent comedy, yeah. And I'm like, good lord, this is dark. It was a dark time on I uh, feel like, is that, is that now allowed because of, of Elon's, like... That could have been it, le- maybe. Because I, I tried to get my... My Twitter is suspended. Like, our Banfomania Twitter got suspended many years ago because I put, like, our... I put the birth date of the account as the origin of the group and Twitter was like, oh, you can't be underage. And ah. I, was like, I was like, oh, fuck. And then for some reason, my Twitter got suspended because I said something. I don't You're even know probably what commenting on like models photos. I don't even know. I was pro- I was probably trying to be funny and said something offensive. Yeah. You were like, that's a nice camel toe, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I <laughs> what was that? That was, that was a telling laugh there, Dave. <laughs> I it sounds like something I might have said at some point. No, I and yesterday I tried to appeal my suspension because I re-downloaded Twitter thinking, you know what? Time to get plugged in. <laughs> e- Elon Elon let loose on here. I'm sure things are different now. Um, and I appealed it. And in the appeal, I just put I don't even know what happened. Please let me back. And today they were like. Uh, verify your email and we'll oh, get okay. back to you. And I was like, oh shit, I might be able to get back on. Right now I can view Twitter. I just can't like, comment, or retweet, which is basically what I want no. Twitter for. Oh, you want it to like, comment, and retweet? No, no, I want Twitter. You just want to view. I, yeah, exactly. I'm happy just viewing. I don't have to participate. But I feel like any person who says things uh, publicly uses Twitter to say them. You, but you need a following. That's the thing. Like You can't just say stuff on Twitter and not have a following. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like... Because I could, I could be releasing banging ass tweets all day, every day, and no one would just, give a shit. Uh, my brain's full of them. It's just a firehouse, right? But maybe. Yo, I need some followers on Twitter so I can fucking get some fucking jokes out quicker. Nowadays, I gotta put them on my IG stories and then maybe only like three or four of these followers. Yo, got suspended from Twitter. Mm. And yeah, it, uh, this feeling is kind of bitter. Damn. Uh, if I had a girl, I would never hit her. Okay. But yeah, you know, my clothes, they fit her. Okay, yeah, I doubt that. You're pretty fat. I don't think that your clothes are gonna fit that broad and that bab. I don't know about that. Uh, but it's okay. I didn't mean to go off on this tan. Gent. <laughs> Yo. They fit her plenty. They fit her and her and Fenty. Whoa. Yeah, the, there's so many of the peeps that can get inside my triple XT. Yo, we're gonna play a. David's clothes are like a clown car. <laughs> they go down far. And when it comes to cats, it's brown. <laughs> Purr. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> I think callback and not a very good one. Yeah, I feel like you killed it. The stream shower forever two produced by Piper Beats on all platforms. Um, I wish I could remember some of your other lines from that song, the original. It was so bad, dude. I mean, I'm sure it's in a in a in a um, Google Drive somewhere, but I just remember there being like four or five people who I showed it to who were like, "This is a banger." And now looking back, I'm like. The beat was 
carrying the the song a lot. And, and I mean, the, the hook, hook the hook was great. The but hook the, slaps. The beat was also sick. I'm just like, it's it's so difficult for me to look back and understand how little I perceived myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand why I had no self awareness, but you're saying that. You don't get well, it, or you do get it. It's and like you're just, you're it's like what, it's it. like what you were saying with the word literally, or with other things. Like once they're revealed to you, it seems so obvious, and it's incredible that you never noticed before. Um, so it's the same thing with your perception of yourself. Like you thought that you were a certain way, and then you're like, "Oh, I was a fucking idiot." Well, I think there's like a weird. Uh, part of me thinks, and I hate that we're. I'm not going to try and spend a little amount of time of this, but I think the fact that there's religion involved Ugh. in our upbringing as well, kind of predisposes us to think of ourselves as main characters. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, and, that's a good point. And so we, you know, it's like there are expectations for a main character, and when, <laughs> and then so you know, once you. You get old enough, you realize that that is right. Shit. Well, some people never realize. No, that. once you accept that uh, your role in uh, existence is extremely minimal and irrelevant, almost mm -hmm. you're like, oh, well, it's not that big a deal. But when when the fucking deity of the universe is invested in your individualistic success and being, it's like shit. I need to not. Pat my brown cat right now. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And, and you know, you, you start, uh, you, you allow yourselves to do some pretty, like, you're not good to your friends sometimes because you're like, if, like, they're sinning or whatever. So I, I need to judge them or some shit like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's main character syndrome more than anything. I don't think it's necessarily inherent to being religiously upbring, upbroadened, upbroadened, and, uh, upbreeded, <laughs> upbreeded, upbred. God, we're inbred. Here, what, if, what if we, um, let's make a fucking video for this track, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, what if we co-edit? I have the idea already. We just got to figure out the. Is it too difficult? No, it's cool. We just—it's just a matter of. The biggest thing is, it involves dirt and getting the set dirty, and it would preferably be like a white set. So that would be the only thing. Is uh, you're saying white is best. Well, it would be like because of the dirt and it would contrast really well and there would be like that whole fucking purity and I'm not going to fall for your bait, your shitty bait joke, you edgy Dave. <clears throat> Upload it on Twitter, see what happens. <laughs> it might. A bunch of dudes are like, I'd still spread his cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, this joke sucks, but I'd still fucking... Uses mouth as a fucking cum dump, and <laughs> oh my God. that's literally like what the fuck is going on in this comment thread for this innocent lady. Wow, Twitter's uh, lost it. I there is something about not clicking with uh, comedy that um, is horrifyingly unbearable. Like when I hear, but when I've gone to the open mic and I've heard people just do things and say things, and I'm just like, oh, this absolutely sucks. It feels worse than it is. There's a there's a vibe of sitting there and hearing it happen and it completely not clicking with you that makes you feel the opposite of what you're attempting with comedy. And it's just strange how 
the the spectrum is so broad. Yeah, you know what? Now that you mention it, and may, I don't know if this is the point you're trying to make or not, or if it has anything to do with the point you're trying to make, but there was, I noticed, I felt more awkward. Try, yeah. It's the open mic, and most of these comedians you know I don't like But they up there, they telling jokes, and I'm in the same position as these folks And so I gotta be polite and try and laugh at them tonight, uh Yeah, a lot of times I'm like, yo, uh-huh, yep And then I feel like being like, uh, preach, brother, uh But a lot of times I don't go, ha-ha, because it's not natural, yeah, I'm not full I can't just go, ha-ha-ha, if I don't wanna go, ha-ha-ha, so I might have to say some stuff But you're not supposed to talk, bruh, so I'm like, yo, should I say yeah, or should I say nah, right? And I don't know what, so yeah, kiss my butt I think the move is to clap, and to slap your lap and to be like, yeah, ah, ha, ha. That but, just seems so performative, bro. But at the same time, how are they gonna know? But yeah, no, I'm sitting in the audience and the jokes are being told. And and this is this is coming from someone who proceeded to then bomb. I felt way more uncomfortable in the audience pretending to think that the person's jokes were funny than I did going on stage and not getting the laughs I wanted. I'd rather they just not laugh. You think that... Well, I'd rather I'd rather they either for, for real laugh or just not laugh, but like the whole like the in-between is weird. Right. No, yep, 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 yep. And it makes you... In, in, in what you're saying, the open mic setting, people are trying and the other... The, the people in the audience are also performers so yes. there's that so there's that layer well, of like vulnerability and empathy but in a, in a real audience they don't owe you shit you know what i'm saying so no you're right you're right but uh but i still i still feel like uh you know i've i've seen comedy performances where i wasn't about to go up and perform as well that i've been severely uncomfortable by and and just in the way that i'm like Okay, what do I say? Like, should I even be thinking that I need to say something? Obviously not, because this is a fucking performance. But I don't want to laugh. But I, but I feel awkward not doing anything. He expects a thing, so you know it's it's so bizarre when you you're faced with bad comedy and stand up and you're there live. And- I just don't get why a set that isn't certainly good gets posted. You know what I'm saying? Like it happens a lot now due to the internet where people are trying to pursue virality and they get a pop in a room or something and they're like, all right, here's a here's three seconds of me making somebody chuckle and they post it and you know, maybe in the it moment might be, you know, I think it's a symptom of the algorithm. Yeah. You have to keep you have to push out as much content as possible, so it doesn't necessarily matter if it's good. It's why I think that you see less and less hour specials. I mean, there's still the the OGs cranking them out and whatnot, but I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm just going to have little five-minute clips of my stand-up being posted here and there online, right? You YouTube never, shorts, blah, blah, blah. You never have to have a full set or be a headliner. You could just be like, oh, I just do 10 minutes here and there, and then I post crowd work, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But you know what? Um, I forget what I was going to say. About, oh, the, we're, we're now we're talking about this chick. So, I mean, this probably helped her, right? I mean, uh, despite she the... Blocked, she, like, she hid all of her social media accounts. So, I mean, I think she got effectively bullied off the internet. 
it only helps if you own it and come out on top. So you she, know what she I mean? didn't own it. Maybe she. There's still time. I think this happened literally yesterday. So if she could, she could possibly bounce back. Um, I like. I there's part of me that like wants to say her name so that people will go support her, but then I'm also just like, you know, that's the the, the idea that they're to add to the heap would suck. Yeah, um, our our seven people are gonna go there and harm her. Right. That, I I don't think our fans talk to women. Uh, do you um I remember when I came to the states and started uh, ingesting Thanksgiving food I was like what the fuck is up with the marshmallows and the cranberries and like all this other shit I never did the marshmallows growing up that okay. was never a thing but what are the, you would what, occasionally have cranberry sauce I never really dug the cranberry sauce What what are the weird uh turkey um some kind of nice bread and then uh, stuffing, obviously, and gravy and mashed potatoes for me. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's it? Yeah. I feel like I spent Thanksgiving in a southern household. Oh, I'm sorry. Green bean casserole is a must. Okay. With, with the crispy little shits on top. The crispy. What is that? Onion. Are those like croutons? I, that's onions, I think. Oh. Yeah. Well, they're like, what are they called? There's a name for them. There's just crispy little onion strands. I just have zero attachment to any of the things. I want to hang out and like be loved, but I think you've you've got an attachment. Yo, Thanksgiving food. He would eat it every single day if he could. Okay. He would take it down. He would take it to school. He would take it to work. He would do it older. Yo, more than Thanksgiving food, just food. Yeah, food is a mood and dude. I would take it anywhere with a friend and I wouldn't pretend I don't. How do you not like Thanksgiving? It's a I holiday do. over oh, everything that you be living. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's like it should be called Dave's Giving. That's <laughs> just how it is relating. Yeah, I like not working, sitting around just jerking and eating on some turkey. <laughs> yup, and tomorrow is gonna be really sorrowful for me. Yo, sorrowful for me, I'm down bad because I spent all day petting my brown cat. <laughs> The dumbest line of all time. And I have many other dumb lines that are still out there. Um, it's just funny, dude. I remember. I finished. Sorry. I, I finished my coffee. I'm going to switch to batch. You're going to switch to batch right now? Yeah. I'll, I'm going to drink more coffee. Okay. Hit, him with the, yeah, I'll hit him with the crisp. I'll be right back. hit me dude yesterday uh i had the smelling salts with me at work and they fell out of my bag onto the floor in front of everyone and i was like oh no my ammonia inhaling you're like oh yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm into powerlifting. uh that's so it's such a weird sketchy thing even though it's not like drugs or anything yeah you buy it on amazon it's still i still felt like i they found my baggie of coke or something anything anything being sniffed is going like I I'm right. I'm embarrassed to use the Vicks nasal spray at work. I'm like, oh, these guys think I fucking rip lines oh, daily, like, dude. Because what's what's weird is that because I think it's just like maybe I have drug seeking behaviors in the back of my brain or something. Yeah. I see a person 
do using Flonase or whatever, and I'm like, he's probably got cocaine in that thing. That's oh, yeah. and that's the thought that pops into my head before. Oh, this guy's got a stuffy nose. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's sneaking drugs in that thing. And also, th- that shit is designed for you to develop a dependency, so you might have a stuffy nose one weekend and seek out the Vicks, and then the Vicks builds this dependency for you. So now you really can't really hang in there without the VIX unless you go through a withdrawal period. Like if I just stopped using the VIX in about two or three weeks, my stuffy nose would kind of subside and it would be normal again. But because the relief is so instant, I'm like, fuck it. I just keep using it. And honestly, I always just fucking steal them. I'm kind of, uh, gonna be going through some withdrawals this weekend because i'm not gonna have the nick the nick with me no no vape why not bro just bring it with you i'm i gotta stop oh you gotta I, stop. i'm like you know there's something about it i'm like it's great you know it's i fucking love vaping nicotine but i shouldn't it's not good there's something yeah you know it's it, i should it should be i should have the relationship with it that like you have with it where you know every now and then oh yeah let me hit that or whatever but but it's hard to know. it well it's hard to have it and not constantly hit it. Yes, that and it's like it's at least like seventy five bucks a month you spend on vapes and wow. I could, I could use that for something else. It's just another thing to chase. Like for me, between uh, between just food cravings, alcohol cravings, uh, nutting and um chase the nut i like that idea those are i think those are the three like dopamine hits and i guess the Adder- the adderall it's not really i don't i don't just like use it impulsively or and weed those are the four food booze weed and nutting and adding the vape to it is like another like every time you feel uncomfortable you reach for one of those five things and i feel like the ability to minimize those is best. Yeah, and it's funny how much more addicting the uh, nicotine is and the booze is, and they're so much lamer because all those other things. They're, they're, much, they're, they're much quicker. It's right. Like, it's an instant thing. Yeah, you you feel it, and you're like, okay, I'm not nervous anymore yeah. or whatever the fuck. And that's also addicting. You're like, oh, I feel normal all of a sudden. Right, and like <laughs> uh, having an orgasm requires like, going through the process of being aroused or arousing another person like it's so involved it's not as quick and easy i mean i guess you could just watch porn and very quickly get to the orgasm but i feel like the the process of or you don't watch it and you use your mind i mean that's insane that's i mean that sounds healthy that's i'm like i'm cool with you doing that all day long isn't isn't that a scene in uh uh don john's addiction uh with with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and um, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. No, the older lady, Julian Moore. Oh, where they is, just she's like, have you ever just jerked off? With, doesn't she try and like preach the gospel of beating off, but using your mind or something? Something like that. That was a good movie. I never rewatched it, but I've gotten the urge to rewatch it just to like. I'm thinking it... of that scene where. Oh my god. Yo, Scar Joe, I'm about to drop you off at your home And I wanna, mm, wanna, mm, get the dome Yeah, please, could you give it to me? I wanna get the pussy, yeah uh, Scar Joe, Jason Gurley, Levitt I mean, Joseph, yeah, I don't regret it uh-uh. Yeah, the movie, yeah, I love it 
And I wanna watch it With a friend while we both covet Yo, darken the doorway of Scar Joe's place And I wanna get it in, yeah, I wanna fuck her face She's like, no, you gotta get a job Or go to school or something But we gon' be nutting I rub my wiener on the back of her dress And she's rubbing her butt And you know it's the best And I bust a nut in my pants, oh God And I'm thinking of it and I gotta ride Uh, please don't clean your place That's not sexy, uh Yeah, I'd rather watch you flexing, uh in the mirror, but I don't want you grabbing the detergent, dear. You got a Mac to a Jack, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that's a fact. I love that dude, and I love uh, Scarlett Johansson's back, side, I'm wide, open. It, it, it was so random how there's that scene where she's telling him, yeah, you're gonna get it. You're gonna go to school. You're gonna there's, there's something like that. You're gonna go back to school as, as he's like dry humping her ass. I was talking about how uh, Scarlett Johansson doesn't like him cleaning his own apartment. Like she'd be like, "Don't clean your own apartment. That's not sexy." God, even you doing the voice gets me kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> is that is I now I'm remembering the scene where they're doing the Mac to a Jack. I'm yeah, just like, dude, that scene is so sick. <laughs> I feel like they make her out to be way more like manipulative and twisted than than he is. Like he's just trying to nut. No, yeah, it's a weird fucking scene, but it's also like I I could see it. I'd I'd do it. Let's get in there. I just thought it was so crazy that um he would have sex with her and then he would after she went to sleep still go watch porn. He's like, what's the point of watching porn if you just had sex? Like, that's how deep his addiction is in this movie. That is, That was an aspect of it I could not understand. Because I was just like, you know. I've definitely had sex twice in one night. But, you know, like, we went and got, like, something to eat in between or something. <laughs> like, there was a, you know, you don't, like, immediately, or you're not immediately ready to go or whatever. Yeah, you got to pull the, get the spark The going refractory again. period. Yeah, I feel like minimum... 30 minutes has to go back has to go past you can't even just... then there's got I almost feel like there needs to be some kind of reset like with like the foreplay or whatever because uh, yeah because once the once you've already fucked and then you went through that whole process of foreplay and blah 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 you're already like naked in bed just gonna start having sex again no foreplay whatever and and you know I think that there's something about that how about this you finish fucking you got to Put all your clothes back on. Oh, yeah. Go each leave the house and go to a different place and pick something up. Yeah, and then come, come back, back and then get and back then, after. And then boom. I, I it's like almost like role playing. I find that most likely if there is a, a, a second event that same night, it's probably because the the female didn't didn't finish. No, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, so they're that's what, that's they're what, actually like being all cuddly and whatnot, and, and then they and then it's because they, they're still horny, right? Because they never they, finish. So they incentivize the second run like 30 minutes later once they perceive you as ready to go again. I see that. I see that. I know this for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't fulfill my duties. My bad. Oh, see, I I feel like I don't know. I've always kind of just made it a point to get her shit out of the way so that yeah. I don't have to no, feel no, guilty I, about my shit I at all. I agree with you. I feel like that's something that you definitely prioritize, you know, the first six months, the first year. Once you once you're deep into this fucking shit and, you know, it's you're you're about to sounds a little inconsiderate, my man. I don't know. <laughs> it is. It is it's complacency. 
it's complacency and comfort and you sort of like start to just go through the motions and you have to put I almost, in- I almost feel like that was like how I learned about sex because of just the 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 state of how like sex is talked about in society is that like oh the women never come the myth of the female orgasm so there was like always even before I had sex this yeah. idea of like all right I have to make sure that, you have to that the deal it. is that she's got to come well and usually you can uh, you can successfully get the other person to orgasm if you are following due process initially so as long as there is a fair amount of like foreplay and pre intercourse shit going on that's usually going to lead to an orgasm it's when you jump straight into the sex that it's not going to happen but i don't think it needs to be like you going down on the person for fucking 45 minutes it's probably just a collection of things for maybe 15 minutes it could be a little bit of this a little bit of that and then you get in there a little do, bit of feet play hey, I'm, I'm not big into the feet a thing bit but of couch I'm, stuff i'm okay with it couch stuff yeah i fucked the couch once or twice i did once uh, in your home or in outside? Like a, another home. Might have been in a dorm. Oh. <laughs> Dude, That's I did that in a dorm too, but in high school. Uh, did, well, you, did you have to like, did you get the couch pregnant? Let's just say this couch was pro-choice. And I gotta say the couch had a, her voice taken away last year. We have to vote. We have to appear. Uh, I took a couch, uh, with no consent, like it was not my spouse. Uh, I'm sorry, this lazy boy or girl was like my toy. I took it for a swirl. What's up with these gendered furnitures? I don't like this. Yo, I'ma furnish your house with a king size or a queen. I don't get it. Why can't we just forget it? Uh, yeah. Recliner, I just met her. Okay. From the Ottoman to the better. Auto Uh, women. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yo, I be spraying these lines about furniture and how they be crazy. They don't want to include the ladies. Uh, yep. All up in the sectional with my erectional. The love seat. Something. I feel like we pulled out a couple good ones, bro. <laughs> that even even though the bars weren't flamed, I, I feel like there was a good, a good concept there. Uh, do you know how many beats we got? Let me read some things. Oh, we got a uh, seven left. Okay, so I'm sorry by Maguro, Quartet by Lethal Needle, Life Fragments by Just Dan Beats. I'm fucking Just Dan's going through it. Just Dan. The Start by Urban Nerd Beats, Smoking in Peace by Lex Factor, Heist by High Tide, and I think that was Golden by 8 p.m. You said we have seven? Yes. Okay, so I believe that's it. Cool beans, cool beans. Um, tell me this. I... uh. For a really long time, I've been conditioning my hair prior to shampooing it. Mm-hmm. It's the other way around. Like literally until two weeks ago, I was Interesting. like, I was like, oh, the condition comes after the shampoo. But in my head, I was like, oh, you can shampoo your hair on one condition. Like the, the 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 grammatics of the Wait, of the you, word you had invented some kind of like nursery rhyme for how to do I just, your hair care in the I shower. Just, I just felt like the the concept of something being conditional is prior to the thing. This so is, it was maybe you are ESL, <laughs> folks. We're getting it's all out there now. Jesus Christ! And I told my girlfriend she was just like, 
Jesus, baby, it's you're, you're almost thirty. <laughs> Man, I I uh, did something similar. Um, arguably, way more stupid. Uh, but I was also an infant. Um, I in like seventh grade, I was at a hotel and I thought this was conditioner, but it was just skin moisturizer. moisturizer. Oh my god! So I just had a whole hair full of skin moisturizer after I got out of the shower. So my hair was looking weird. You were, you were looking like an Italian. <laughs> yeah, it was gnarly. and it felt weird, and it felt weird, and it was. And everyone was making fun of me. I remember the adults were teasing me because of my hair. I'm like, I fucking use conditioner, you bitches. Yo, that's so funny. Getting roasted by adults is, I feel like, traumatic. Oh, for sure. I, there would never be an instance now where I would roast a child unless it was agreeably humorous to them. To the kid. Like oh, I, they, they would have to perceive it as humorous and not actually feel hurt. Right. No, no, yeah, no. It's 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 pretty disturbing. When I think of like some of the 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 stuff I've witnessed at the hands of uh, some people that are in my family teasing children. You know what I mean? My own father mocked my weight in front of people. <laughs> like how? Like uh, something was going on, and he had lost weight, and there was a, something. He's in, like, at least I'm not fat like my son. In conversation, he said he mocked my weight in front of others. And I reacted and was like, I said something in Spanish that was along the lines of you used to be a fat pig or something like that. Like I, I was like, don't act so cool. You used to be fat and now you're fucking over here flexing. And I walked away and then at a different point in the, in the afternoon, he like brought me back and was like, you don't talk to your father like that. Oh, he didn't apologize. No, I, I mean, if he did, I don't recall. If he apologized, I don't remember that. I just remember the correction of him being like, don't talk to your dad that way. But, you know, and yeah, obviously yours is darker than mine. I think <laughs> my mom was just a huge bitch, you know, so it was like you almost like got used to it. You're like a kid. and you're just, Oh, it's just my mom. She's just being a bitch. So my dad was chill, like for the most part. But there was always this thing where we all just like our weight fluctuated. So we would like project our own insecurity about our way onto each other and i was just i fell victim to it a few times and now i do it to other people at work i'm like hey what are you having for lunch you fucking little porker and then i'm like oh i'm just my father to others well no but also in that context i think if if you have a little weight to yourself you can fucking joke around with other weighty people that's the thing well it, it you're not doing it for fun you're doing it to make yourself feel better oh okay i, guess, I mean i, I mean, guess if i was fat i'd be doing it for fun damn. right no no if we if <laughs> well i guess if if you and i are friends and we're both fat then yeah maybe we make fat jokes and but we know we're friends but like in a context where the other person isn't like your friend like you don't hang out outside of work or some shit like or like your family that's not your Hold friend down. your family but if you're both you're both kind of fat. Isn't there some familiar traits there? Some trats? I sure. don't know. Some trans fats. Uh, that's just how it is. Uh, uh, I fucking take this, man. Right. But if your whole fucking life is about how you can't fit into some Levi's, and then your dad's like, hey, look at this guy. He's 13 and his cholesterol is 300. 300, like the Romans. That's just how it is. Yo, I'm at home and it's Thanksgiving and. Uh, 
I forgot what we were initially rapping about, yo, so I'm gonna keep snapping. Hey, what's happening? It's Thanksgiving, and my son's 13, and he's cutting carbs. Uh, yeah, and I'm cutting scars into his mental fucking demented brain. I'm cutting scars in his brain, yeah. I'm making them say some heinous things, yeah. We're getting them worked up about, like... <laughs> we're, I, I, I feel like it was a... Uh, it was a mistake to go down this route. I'm sorry. All, all of us, we're, it's Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. I just called my mom a huge bitch. Yeah. And, and, and I'm and pissed at my dad. You're pissed at your dad. Like, for making me do ad well, I'm thankful for my mom, and he's <laughs> thankful for his dad. Yeah, we love them. You know, sure. there's nobody's perfect. All right. That's we're, just how it they, is. They were doing their best with the times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the times, it was actually, there were books written about how it was, you were encouraged to insult your children and embarrass them make in em, front of other make adults. Make them strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that was always trying, let's just keep going with it. One of the things that was always traumatizing for me was uh, uh, literally every time my mother had guests over would be, oh, I said literally. Is that what you were giving me that face for? Yeah. Um, she'd want me to bring my ukulele out and play like a song for them or some shit. And I would always be like, no. And then she would be so pissed in front of her friends about it and she's like proud ins of insulting me about not wanting to play it and i'm just like i'm not some monkey out here and i don't even know these fucking people like what the hell are you setting me up here for so it's funny because she's doing that to to be proud of you but it's still it's misguided and it's it's still selfish right and the fact that if Sure, that might be like the underlying goodwill, but the goodwill is dashed away when if you respectfully go, no, I'd rather not do that. And then the insistence and then the insulting, the goading, that kind of thing. The, yeah, yeah, the guilting you into behaving yeah, differently. Yeah, and then it the fact that it doesn't end there when you say, like, I would just be like, I'm sorry, I don't really want to. Well, no, that, that should be it. Right, yeah. that would involve. And then it becomes an embarrassing moment in front of all these people, and it's yeah. just weird. Well, that would involve the person to be like emotionally mature and self-aware, but I don't think uh, our parents. Maybe my dad was to an extent, but this is the trauma cast. What I hate, this I hate, sucks. I dude. hate how often we it. do this, bro. But you know what? Earlier, I was another thing. I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the 16 beats and the producers that made them this week, because if we had to simply speak. For it would just be all, all the trauma. It would just be trauma. Only. I don't know. We need to prepare more. We, we're doing this pod midweek. We just potted on Sunday, and Alex is going to San Diego to see his family. So we crammed the pod uh, Thanksgiving morning so that we're ahead of the game instead of like skipping a week or falling behind. This is just what happens. And I think we're in the clear because, you know, people who believe that this sucks, who may be many. <laughs> aren't listening <laughs> and the dudes who are the dudes who are die hard you know the few of you out there you know you kind of know what the bullshit is and hopefully uh you can just hang through the, the the five minute talking tracks this is sad to get back to the bars it's not that sad it's fine um how about this okay i went to a bar with co-workers Oh boy, new new coworkers that I've never been outside of the workplace. This was with. like post work. You're like, hey guys, what if we went to the bar? Somebody else was like talking about going to the bar after the shift on Black Friday, and I was like, let's just fucking go today. And we went to the bar, and just one of them started like 
being super vocal about partying and doing drugs and oh boy. all this shit. And I was just like, hell yeah, dude, we've crossed the barrier. We've, we've disclosed. There are some, they, I, I don't know, there's some stuff you don't want to disclose. Well, it, it, I agree. Like, there's a, a level of discretion and um, privacy that you want to retain with the people you work with. But also, thinking about being able to have, you know, a relationship similar to the one that you and I have with people that I work with and, like, knowing a little bit more than just the bare minimum with people you work with is helpful to be able to go to work and be like, oh, I connect with these people. It is dangerous Within because it could it could become too much drama and it could lead to like some crazy shit if people can't control themselves. When I was working at Amazon uh, for two, I, I worked there for two weeks and all of a sudden my car didn't work anymore. So I had to start carpooling with this guy. Uh, I think his name was Ricardo. I can't I might I might just be throwing a Mexican name out there, but I think <laughs> I'm almost positive it was Ricardo. Uh, and um, with this was probably the, the second carpool. He was taking me home from work. It's like, you know, 10 at night or whatever. And I we must have been talking about drinking and partying or whatever. And he just unprompted opens up to me about how, you know, He's talking about drunk driving with his fucking two-year-old daughter in the passenger seat. And I'm just over there like, yo, shouldn't be telling me. And I even was like, hey, maybe you should think and not tell that story to anyone else, man. Because if you, they, you do, they might think you're insane. And they yeah. might not have the same understanding as me. Because I am not cool with that shit. And I don't like that you presented it so comfortably. Yup. Drinking and driving, the best part about that shit is surviving and never speaking of it and revive it because keeping it to yourself is the best mess you could have done then, but you had to clear your chest with this redhead sitting in the passenger man. And you were like, yo, my daughter was fine with it, but I don't want to fucking... He was saying it was like the drunkest he'd ever been and he didn't remember getting home and I'm just like, dude why are you telling me this this is dark if any anyone with a, a brain in their skull thinks less of you now yeah. after hearing this yeah. story so like why don't be open about that shit isn't it crazy how sometimes because i've been there isn't it crazy how sometimes you as a person start to just say things and then you're like what the Whoa, hell am i doing what i don't even know what i'm saying right now or i don't even understand why the fuck I'm expressing this shit. Maybe he was drunk at the time he was talking to you, but a lot of times I'll start just yapping and I'll for, I'll I'm I'll I'm on autopilot. I forget that I'm just blabbing about shit that I shouldn't be saying or saying shit that isn't actually real, but by speaking on it, I'm like making it tangible to somebody else constantly. And constantly and you're, and you're just like i don't even know what i'm saying it's it's the whole talking out of your ass thing like it's when you if it's so embarrassing when you realize that you're doing it in real time and uh like you look around the room and you see that there's people like kind of like what the fuck is this guy talking about here that kind of vibe oh man that's it's a lot like i haven't got it's a lot like my comedy <laughs> no nah, man your comedy is not that bad did you have you gone up since uh, the last time I haven't uh, haven't gone back since the the dude 
heckling me about the 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 word semitism. Yeah, but that wasn't a heckle. That was it, he was trying to educate you live. He was he was heckling just like uh, unaware that he was heckling. You know what I'm saying? Like he was so locked in on the on the conspiracy. You know how like there's a shy kid that nobody talks to and he's always quiet and then you say something about Fortnite and then he explodes. He's like, Fortnite and <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like his brain is so That coworker you've got? Yeah, he's his brain is so filled with the this uh these ideas of another realm that nobody has touched on and as soon as you do it the doors open and it was one of those moments where i touched on one of those topics and he was incapable of keeping it to himself he had to go alex jones on my ass um but you know what a couple there were a couple bits that really hit and i got like a a solid self-deprecating opener about my appearance which i think is money like i think if i have like 17 self-deprecating openers that I can intermingle. That's the way. And it's just about like me looking like Jesus or Aquaman fat stuff. And like a combination of Middle East and fat and it just be like, Oh, oh. <laughs> you don't look like Aquaman, but you could figure out some kind yeah, of, yeah, I look like, I look like Aquaman's fat cousin or like, uh, look like Aquaman. If he, uh, never trained or something like something along those lines of like Aquaman, but, not shredded Yo, or Aquaman if he if he ate too much plankton or or uh, Aquaman if he only ate is there like an Arab word that sounds like aqua more like Allahu Akbar man that's pretty good no I mean <laughs> it was, that's a tough one but it's, Sorry, it's pretty funny <laughs> no the one that the one that I used that day was I look like Jesus if he had type 2 diabetes and that popped um Okay, yeah, you're also, you got to have a woke crowd for that one to work because, uh, you know, you can't be telling that joke in Alabama. They're going to be like, Jesus was, was white. Quiet. Uh, well, yeah, and there could be. Um, I don't get it. I thought he was white. There, there's got to be other other people that I can compare myself to. What about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, so we're, we're following a formula here. I have Jesus and Aquaman. Those are the two brown men with long hair that I'm comparing myself Whenever to. Whenever I search your name on Instagram to tag you in a post, there's another dude. And I don't know why, because I don't follow that guy. You'd think it would prioritize the people in my follow list in my life when I type out the name. Oh my God, why? Yeah, I think you need to search my at. And not my name yo what you're doing is not whack but it's hack instead you gotta find the hack to find my tag it happens when i search your tag as well i don't know why i do this oh no i just want to find my boy on the app so i can tag him in the photo oh. yo everybody at instagram right now i need your software developers to sit down and review the code so that my bro can find me on mode happens every time every time i'm trying to find someone to tag them in my photo it's like giving me all the results that i don't know i don't even follow these folks yo uh yeah yeah, step your game up, Zuckerberg. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe we just fucking get on. It's kind of funny that the whole metaverse thing kind of crashed and burned around the same time that like Twitter got taken over and people are thinking that that's going to crash and burn now. And Is, is the metaverse over? 
people don't like it. It's lost like billions of dollars apparently. Right, right, right. But the whole I think the 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 concept of VR and AR is still progressing and that's ultimately the the final goal is to like immerse people in uh, uh virtual reality seamlessly and it's just the technology isn't there. And the metaverse specifically the whole like buying metaverse real estate, like all of that, it was, I think, a fad. But I think that the concept of VR and that just becoming exponentially better and better, that is happening and will be, I think, really important within the next 10 years, especially for like old people. Like if you have Alzheimer's or if you have some shit um, and you could like relive something or is this super boring no i'm sorry i'm just yawning <laughs> that wasn't a performative yawn to pit, to be, to shit on you uh, otherwise i would have been like oh i'm sorry what mm. i just feel like if you are disabled to the point where you can't move effectively or if you're just there are obviously the negatives of somebody being a shut-in and just using vr you know, the way that you might use porn right now and, and avoid well, human connection that there, way. There's something to that. There's um a, a new controversial VR therapy that uh, has, I've seen making the rounds on the internet. Um, do you remember I used to watch those, like, black and white interview videos? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just a guy. Heroin addicts and yeah, shit. Yeah, just a guy go on, um, I can't, the Soft White Underbelly is the name of the channel, and this guy, he would go in uh, um the the... Skid Row and just inter pay people a hundred bucks to interview them or whatever. And um, this one lady, Amanda, was kind of a recurring guest because she was a very interesting character. And he kind of helped her get in off the streets and into therapy with this lady who was doing this VR therapy. And then, like a couple months later, the homeless the Amanda ends up dead. She dies in her sleep. Whoa. She's been clean for for months at this point, and she's been in rehab and all this. Like, she's kind of like, and she's like getting her mental faculties back, but then just randomly dies in her sleep. And so now there's all this discussion over whether or not this uh, VR therapy that she has been intensely going through for like, I, I, I think at the point where she had died, it was like six months of this stuff, and whether or not this is actually safe. Um, like or what, if it contributed to her death. Yeah, if it, it possibly contributed to her death. And is people, there is there a diagnosis or was there an autopsy that was done to say, hey, she died of? It was like a heart failure thing. Okay, it was that was how it was basically a heart attack in her sleep. I mean, um, it could have been due to like the years of drug use. Uh, yeah, that is kind of what uh, right, but at the same time, she is still like a young woman. Yeah, she could have recovered from she that. She was easy. in like her early twenties. I swear she was like maybe twenty three or something yeah, yeah. when she kicked it. Uh, and so people are kind of thinking, "What is up with this therapy?" And it's a little strange. I heard that. And th Bam Margera is now in the uh, working with the same lady that was working with Amanda. I mean, Bam's that, Bam's gonna die unless he does something. So he's right. He's, and and I that I, I hope he gets better. But is this the way? Is the VR therapy gonna make it work, or is this? Fucking kill him, is he gonna be dead in his sleep? Yo, is Bam gonna die? Cause he's on the VR with that Amanda guy. Trying to fix his life, trying to save himself. 
Oh my god, Bam, I'm worried about your health. Yo, this is Bam Jerry, and this is the Fix My Brain with Hi. VR Therapy. And I'm gonna do it right now, yeah, alright. I put on the mask, and this is how I gotta ask. Yo, my heart's beating fast. Oh my god, I'm about to blast. Uh. Uh. Bam Margera with the VR on his eyes like it's mascara. Yeah, you know that he is never scared of nothing unless it's real human connection. Yeah, that dude Margera, yeah, he needs a deflection. Yo, jackass broke his brain and now he's going insane. Oh. He's coming up with uh, alphabets and stuff. Yeah, oh, Bam Margera, please come back to us. Yo, I care about your mental health. Maybe don't do that VR stuff. Bam. Bam. Uh, I heard, I mean, this is anecdotal evidence, but I heard that this kid had gotten an Oculus for Christmas or something like that, and he was playing it many hours a day, like two plus, three plus hours, mm -hmm. and that there came a point where he had a seizure. As a okay, and it, it's it, the the person telling me the story believed that it was as a result of the excessive VR usage. I could see that. But like days later, the kid was back on the VR just using it like nothing had happened. So I think that um, there is definitely something that is going on with your brain when, oh, when that yeah. shit is on. It doesn't seem normal. I think it would make sense if it was more advanced. Like if you were sitting in a in a chair and you had like the things on and it didn't involve as much. Part of me thinks that that makes it weirder because what i think is causing if if there is anything being caused if if vr is damaging people's brains from using it i think what is the root source of that is your brain thinks that what is going on in the vr is real even though objectively your body is like no it's obviously not yeah and so that there's that disconnect disconnect in the synapse there which you know might cause some stress or whatever where whereas to your point where you're like it's not like high definition or, or the result what's the the graphics aren't good enough to where it looks more like reality i think that would make that stress even worse because then it's even less obvious what is real and what's not Whereas right now, you know, it's more like it's clearly fake. Yeah, it's it's very video gamey looking, and so I think that there's it's safer in that regard. So the immersiveness is going to trick your brain and cause stress. It won't even necessarily trick your brain because I do feel like in the back of your mind, while you're doing it, you're going to be like, "This isn't real." But because it feels so real, that whole back of mind, "This isn't real," is going to be competing with the front of mind, "This is real," and it's going to fuck your shit up. Have you seen the Black Mirror episode? Uh, where the two guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've that's like the only one I watch. <laughs> Yo, that one is it, what's crazy about that episode. For those who haven't seen it, basically these two guys uh, play Mortal Kombat together, but it's VR. And when they're in VR, one of them is a hot girl, and so uh, inevitably they end up just having sex with just each closeted other. Closeted gay guys play v a VR video game so they can fuck each other behind their wives' backs. I don't think they're gay, dude, because they they wanted to fuck each other's they're bisexual. VR bodies. You think they're bisexual? Yeah, Cause yeah, yeah. then when they meet in real life and they try to kiss, they don't really vibe with that. Yeah. But there's also, there's a whole lot of history there that that's not going to work out. You know, like the very fact that, cause okay, if it's just VR sex or whatever, and they're meeting in there for VR sex and it's technically not real or whatever. And the deal that is arranged at the end where his wife now just gets to get plowed by dudes while he goes on VR and, and fucks his boyfriend it wouldn't necessarily 
be I don't know. Well, he's not he's not fucking a physical man. Yeah, he's, you're right. He's fucking the, the mind of a man in a hot woman's body. I guess one of them is fucking a man this as is the, a woman. The whole point of that episode is to to uh, stir up conversations like this, and that's that's what shows you that it is a good ass episode, folks. It's the only good episode of that season, if I recall. I think there was only like three episodes, right? Yeah, I remember uh, the the other episode is is about uh, polygamy or about um, like multiple people being in a in a relationship. And then there was one with Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Yo, how about we play some Mortal Kombat after this and have some gay sex with each other? It'd be great. Yeah, don't tell my wife. No, we do this every night, bro. But not in real life. Yo, I do not like Mortal Kombat More like Mortal Kombat Whoa. Yeah, I don't wanna combat The urges in my body no. Yeah, I'm feeling no. naughty no. When I press no. that uh, no. Circle X combo Yeah, I'm feeling sex mm, I'ma strafe this attack And leave it on your back Or maybe your butt crack Yeah, I do the block And I do a big back flip Yeah, you know I'ma do this shit Real nasty, bitch Uh yeah, it's highly likely that when I'm playing Mortal Kombat, I'ma do it nightly, real nicely, with a guy or a girl, yeah, whoever's online. Yeah, I'm feeling fine, like a slime, uh. Even that scene where they meet up to kiss and stuff, man, you can't write that shit, yo. Man, I love that app, bro. That's so funny, man. The whole time, you're just like, I can't believe that someone made this. This rules. <laughs> That's a good app. It it's it rules, and also the fact that I, it had me thinking. I was like, man, would I would I play this game? But I don't think that 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 is a realistic scenario. Uh, I I just I just like I don't think you would have to be in the back of your mind a little bit gay for that to ever happen. You know, because you so know, that's why I think that you know that those guys are bisexual because you know that the person controlling the avatar is a guy. Yeah. One also one of them literally and they, uh, one of them is is embodying a woman and having sex with a man. So that's not even that's that's a trans thing. Right. There's a whole lot, a bunch of layers going on there that I don't even know about. That's why I love that episode so much. You don't know what to think. That's what I'm saying, bro. And if you had a vagina, you'd be like, "Well, I guess I will fuck a guy." You know what I'm saying? Like if you were a woman, I don't even know. No, you don't know. No, I don't know what we're saying anymore. I know I'm getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> Should we fuck right now? <laughs> let's just let's just have sex and then we'll afterwards we'll like it was did it work? Wasn't it? Uh, I mean, if I was in a game, I, I think all bets are off at that point. It, what's also like the idea that even. Okay, so the, the the context of that scene where they try and kiss to make to see if they feel anything, that's not real life. There's no way, like, like say you're in the early stages of a, of a relationship with someone. Is that an actual litmus test for whether like there's right. the, the, the quote there's unquote spark, spark or yeah. whatever? No, there's, there's no such thing as a spark. Well, from there, a kiss that is like prompted in like, hey. Let's just see if there's a spark. You know what I mean? We'll there's kiss real quick, and we'll just see if it, if it vibes. There's a buildup to the spark. You right. know what I'm saying? Like there, the, the sparks. There's been sparks already. Right. There's already. It's, they've been boiling. But I think the fact that there's already this sexual relationship in VR, and they've that, already fucked. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's a spark in the game, 
but I think that there's a very uh, clearly a layer of attraction that is physical. Like uh, I've been fucking watching Love is Blind and, you know, these people, they they obviously it's a game and it's a stupid show. But these people pick the person they they want to be with based on their uh, voice and their, you know, their conversations. And then literally at least one or two people in each season then meets the person and is not physically attracted to them. So then the whole thing kind of goes out the window. That would suck. It's literally what happens. They'll be, I said, literally, they'll be like, okay, this is the person I choose out of all, out of the 20 people that I've dated in the, on this show. This is the person I'm choosing. I'm in. And then they meet them and they're like, oh fuck. I'm not excited sexually about this person. And that is enough to kill it. So in the same vein, these dudes might have been turned on by the physical appearance of the of the avatar and the personality that is embodying that specific body. But then in real life, they're not. Also, they're grown ass men. They know if they like dudes at that point. You know what I'm saying? You don't just like at 30 start to think. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe I just been fucking women my whole life. Maybe fucking a guy that would be nice. Maybe I could get a dude, his name is Bryce. Mm. And we could go get a drink and that'd be great. Mm. Bryce, I love you so much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love to kiss and I love to touch. Whoa. And I wish that we could go get lunch or maybe some dinner. Yeah, maybe a bunch. Uh. Yep, I'm getting lunch with this dude Bryce and I really love him a bunch. Yeah, we met on VR once mm-hmm. and now in real life I mm-hmm. feel like it's touch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. oh, Bryce, I love you so. Yeah. Bryce, would you please make some mo? Oh. Rice for me i want it so yeah. and then maybe we can go get pho or is it pho let's go get some pho or pho yeah i don't want more that's enough mm. uh, yeah this rap is rough uh but i'm getting through it with bryce give you all my love give bryce it. and this is just the truth yeah. i just want to be with you i just want to be with you that's beautiful man i was like desperately trying to avoid getting like uh, vulgar with it and be like Bryce take my butt and do <laughs> you know what I mean I want to be like we could be mature about this uh, no we can't uh, lethal by SXLNT light by storm poetry part two and I don't know part one is that family feud it's so dumb by Ty Beats <laughs> obsessed by Kylo leave me alone by Sig you know I what be- never mind let's go find that part one <laughs> we gotta we gotta give that a run is there is there one beat left I think there is yes the, the uno mas let me say this Okay. The I floor th- is yours. I think that we should start um, editing the pod to start after we were rolling. Okay. Like we cut the first fucking 20 minutes. I'm cool with that. And then we, we were, redu- I mean, unless it's killing from the beginning, but I think that there is a point in the conversation where we're no longer like, Oh, I'm stupid and I, I'm 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 dumb for podcasting. Like there comes a point where you're like, fuck yeah, we're doing this and we're we're talking about trans people. Let's go. No, you're right, you're right. Uh, uh Ari Shafir does that and I always I I didn't understand at first how it worked, but I get it now cuz cuz the main thing that would make that not work is that you can't like intro the pod. But what Ari Shafir does Intros is, are dumb. He does do an intro. But he records it separate from the actual podcast. He does the episode with whatever guests he has, but that episode just sort of fades in after he's done with his personal intro that he does by himself 
after the podcast has already been recorded so he like can just hit the main points he needs to hit and then be like and now here's the episode and it's already cooking because we were talking for 20 minutes by that point and now that makes way more sense dude i like that let's do that this week i'm down to give it a shot another thing we're doing this week we're gonna maybe not this week but i'm gonna chop up a, a fucking two hot for ig to handle video reel or something and put it behind a paywall you guys can i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna send come on this isn't they, they, they want to support us if you guys listen to the podcast and you want to support i'm gonna do like uh, uh an edit for something that we really can't put on instagram because it's gross or not uh appropriate but you guys who who really want to know the the behind the scenes or it, it, we're going to do something like that bonus content I'll I'll send a link to the people who care uh, or it'll it'll be in in the bio next week so keep an eye out okay all right yeah I'm interested to see how this turns out I I really hope uh I really hope that um you're, you know, like, what what are your hopes like? Are, are, is your ego going to be shattered if, if no one signs up? No, because I'm in sales, bro. So here's what you do. You kind of try to you, you give them a 50% off the first month or something like that. You know, you get a couple recruits and then you just got to, you, you know. sign them up for stuff they didn't agree to. <laughs> uh, you sign them up without billing for three months and then they start getting billed. Uh, Yo. Predatory sales tactics, yo, that shit is frantic. It's the way that I make my profits, yo. I'm a one day become a profit. Uh, I'm becoming a profit, yo. Stop it, stop this silly shit, yo. Shout out to Doctor Profit, yo. That dude's over there in Grand Rapids. Uh, tomorrow night he's got a motherfucking pop up show. Go check you it out. Go check it out. You should get some clothes or buy some art, yo. What do you start? Doing after dark, you should go get a lark. Yup, back to the sales, I'm like a shark. Uh, I never snitch, I'm not a narc. Uh, yeah, I'm like a dog when I bark for the money. Yeah, I'm feeling funny. Yeah, uh, it's pricey. I wanna be, uh, I wanna do this shit daily, nightly. I should have thought about that. We could have uh, called the boy up and had him uh, talk about Shout out his little. Shit. Well, thing. I mean, technically, if this isn't gonna post until Sunday. Oh, you're right. <laughs> You've missed it already, folks. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm an go, idiot. <laughs> go check out this thing from three days ago. Oh man, it's, his his art's getting pretty good. I was checking his, out some of his paintings. I was like, yo, this is a this is a new man right here progress yeah i like it uh, it's, it's something that i could see selling for money you know what i mean for sure i could see myself buying it for money whoa that's a little that's a stretch i'd be like yo let me get that for you know 50 bucks i should have sold richard that painting from the hot sauce video oh yeah he, he's just, he, he loves it hung that shit in, on his wall like proudly it's a good painting and, and did he did he do it upside down I think it it might be upside up upside. because you see the Sultan at the bottom oh, okay. correctly there spelled. Is, there is like uh, that painting is interesting in that when it's upside down, it looks like a hellscape. It's yeah. like some kind of burning H.R. Uh, Geiger kind of uh, type of not. Was it that? Yeah, right? No. Who, yeah, H.R. Geiger that, from Alien? No, that's not the guy though I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of a different artist who who drew hell stuff, but now I'm... Fuck me, man. What's the what's the dirt? Hieronymus? You're no. 
sorry. Hippopotamus. <laughs> what's the idea with the dirt and the and the white set? I don't get. What's the idea? Oh, uh, yeah, we talked about this a year ago, but um, uh, it's like the the premise is that you have just like you're you're coming in and you've got like a a, a nice suit. It's like. But you're cover, you're dirty. You know what I mean. And and there's gonna be context clues as to why you're dirty with you like taking off your shirt and maybe it reveals like blood on your knuckles or something. Yeah. And the idea is that like you've just like killed a guy and disposed of the body and you're like a mafia guy. Okay. And then you have to take a shower at the end of this whole thing. Oh, and, I and get that's it. Kind of the the whole theme. And so I I really like that. It's just it, a little ambitious. Is is there a way? that we can get it done by like by reducing some of the like difficult stuff because i i get what what the idea is and i love it and the hot sauce video was really great which i'm going to take that down and repost like this week or something like that so let's figure that out but those videos are so difficult to make and it takes so long and I'm like wondering if it makes more sense to just put something together that is easier just for the sake of getting something done. Because well, yeah, we could do something that's just a play on showering. And, you know, we could have you we could have some scenes of you in a shower. We could have brushing something with with confetti. We could have you at a, a baby shower. Uh, that's not bad. You know, there's a, there's a lot of shower ideas. You know, maybe uh, uh, golden shower. We do a scene where you're at a lab and you get chemicals in your eye. And How you about gotta this? Go take the chemical shower thing. We just remake the the R. Kelly uh, piss video. And <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah! I, I never. Are you saying that you have access to that video? Because uh, I'm, pretty, I'm sure. pretty sure that's not on the internet anymore. It, it's it's somewhere in 4chan or something like that. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, shoot. I guess it would be smart for me to try and wrap this up because yeah, I got to start a drive soon. To Hell yeah, San Diego. Um, so thanks for tuning in, folks.